Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today we have a very special podcast indeed because to celebrate reaching 150,000 downloads of the podcast, 150,000, I am doing a live podcast tonight so that you can ask your questions and get involved live. Now, as always on Facebook and things like that, it takes a little while for some of you to join us. So I'm just going to have a little chat with you all about what's going on with the energy because it's an interesting time, isn't it? Isn't it always an interesting time when it comes to mediumship and the energy that we're in? But I think a lot of us are having our buttons pressed. We are being triggered (laughs) by the energy that's around at this time, which is uh, painful to say the least. I've got a lot of imposter syndrome and stuff coming up with me and just trying to keep my head down and keep it positive and know that this will pass. It's not a permanent state, um, but it is definitely a challenging time for all of us. And if you're in the UK, certainly we've just moved into spring, but you wouldn't know it. It's still grey and rainy and miserable. And I think that's impacting our energy levels as well. So if you're just joining, welcome. Lovely to see some of you coming on. Few, I thought I was going to be Billy No Mates, especially when all the tech went wrong and I had to start again. (laughs) Fun, isn't it? This kind of thing. Um, So if you've got any questions about the spirit world, mediumship, healing, how it works, pop them in the comments and I will 
answer them as best as I can. So Iris, hi Iris, I can see you're just saying I have no energy or motivation. Yeah, it's a really, really challenging energy that we're in at the moment. And I think that we are being empowered. So it might feel like it is really difficult, really challenging, and it is. Um, but that's because the spirit world want us to push deep within ourselves to keep going. So that energy, that motivation has to come from within you, Iris. If you are wanting to make change in your life, unfortunately, the spirit world can't come in and do it for you. Be lovely if they could, but they can't. So you need to start looking at what is sapping your energy, what is making you feel bad and making choices to support your happiness, to support your future. And that is always difficult. So many people um, go to readers and want readings from uh, mediums where we're going to tell you that uh, this is just the cards that you've been dealt. Or if you do this one, two or three quick fix things, all of your life will change. And for the most part, it's about us taking ownership because the spirit world do not want us to be disempowered and uh, what's the words here disempowered and not believe that we have any ability and that we need them to come in and fix it for us and do it for us so they are always 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 uh, wanting us to find the path and they will support us in finding it but the energy comes from us it's a a shame isn't it hi all of these lovely people joining um let me just see where we've got some questions coming in thank you hi michelle i think my friend who passed comes to me as a blue shiny orb is this possible yes it is and that is amazing isn't it i love the spirit world it's so incredible how they can show you that they're here. So um, if you're catching that orb on cameras, and one of the things that you can do yourself if you want to record orbs is put your video on on your phone and turn your uh, torch up, light on, flash on, whatever you want to call it, and film a space. And you can ask your friend, Michelle, to show herself to you on the on the screen and you will see that orb dancing and they'll they'll answer you in their movement it's absolutely incredible so yeah before the naysayers start some orbs are dust but some just move differently and you'll be able to see it it's it's an incredible thing isn't it really really incredible ah oh, there we go let's have a look ah oh, fran I have a job interview next week and I'm still unsure if it's the right thing to do. This is the interesting thing, I think, about working with spirit and following this kind of path is they won't tell you if it's the right thing. They will let you figure it out. And this is something that I cannot say enough. So many people expect the spirit world to just come in and say, yes, do this. No, don't do this. And sometimes they do. But also sometimes they um, they push you down paths that aren't necessarily going to end in absolute joy so that you can learn from them because we are here to learn. So Fran, for first things first, I would not worry about it too much, which is easy for me to say. And I would start by going for the interview and getting a read on those people there and sitting in that space and feeling into it, feeling in through your tummy, through your gut instinct, whether it feels like a place where you will be happy or not. And that will start helping you with making that decision making process. But when we're working with what's right for us and what's wrong with us, it actually comes from inside of us. So follow your emotions. If it's not a resounding hell yes, if it's a mm, I don't know, mm, then that tells you the answer, doesn't it? I hope that that helps. 
Hi, everybody. It's nice to see you here. Let me just see what other questions I've got coming in. I just saw one and then I moved it. Mark, how do you know which direction to go? I love this. And it's one of the big things for me. So in my journey with spirit, one of the things that kept holding me back was, should I be doing this? Am I um, supposed to be a medium? Is this my calling? Is this the right space for me to be in? That kind of thing. And actually, um, the way that I have learned the right direction from me is very much like I was just saying to Fran. It's that kind of bumbling around. It's in the contrast. So it's in following paths, not knowing fully where I'm supposed to be or how it's supposed to work out and learning as I go through life what I want and also what I don't want, what doesn't work for me, what doesn't feel right for me, what doesn't light me up. And so there is so much value in trying something and realizing it's not for you. And we always want to avoid that, uh, skip past that part, uh, only get to the good stuff. But I honestly believe we only get to the good stuff by refinement. And that refinement comes from doing things that perhaps don't work out the way that we'd want them to, or perhaps we start and they don't feel right for us. So my advice to you, Mark, is to follow every direction and see where it leads. And some directions, some paths will lead and there'll be a, it will just fall off a cliff and you'll know it's not the path for you. And some paths will lead certain places and intertwine with other paths. But that's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a journey. So I really believe in that. I know that for me, I kept saying to spirit, do you want me to be a medium? And they kept saying, well, we don't mind. Do you want to be a medium? And I kept saying, yeah, but can you tell me that you do want me to do this? And they kept saying, well, do you want to do it? And it took me a long time to realize that me wanting to do this was the sign. And there wasn't going to be some big, beautiful, glossy, shiny arrow coming down from the spirit world going, you're supposed to be here. I had to trust and go through the lumps and bumps and keep coming back to it to be able to do that. So I hope that that helps, Mark. Let me know if it doesn't. I'm still here. Let's see. Michelle, do you know what? I knew it was a he as soon as I said she. Um, definitely ask if you can record and definitely, um, yeah, play with it because it can be so amazing. I remember one birthday of mine where I asked the spirit world uh, to show me that they were there and give me a birthday present of an orb. And it was mind-blowing. Weirdly, I've lost the video to that or I'd share it with you all. Uh, so obviously wasn't meant to go out there. It was just meant for me, but it was absolutely mind-blowing. Okay, Carmel asking for a friend. Did you get resistance from your family when you started on your spiritual journey or how did they react when you started? Um, I think because I don't come from a long line of mediums. I don't, uh, in fact, nobody, nobody in, in my family uh, goes to see mediums or has their own tarot cards or anything like that. And I'm talking about my, my birth family and my immediate family. So it's, um, it's really, it's an interesting thing. Now, I'm lucky that they were supported to, supportive, to be fair. I didn't ask for anyone's permission. I think it was a lot for my husband when I decided to do this as a business, because up until that point, it was kind of like my hobby, you know, um, and there's still a little bit of hobby energy that comes in there. Like I'm, I mean, it's funny when you do what you love for a living and you're going off and you're floating around with crystals and incense and tarot cards um, that it does blur the lines between work and play. Of course it does. And I know that sometimes he's like, well, you're going off for a lovely day. And I'm like, it's actually work. But as for the, the craziness of communicating with the spirit world, 
most people just let me crack on with it. Um, there are people in my family that don't believe in it, um, don't believe that I can do what I say I can do. And I just don't talk to them about it. I just know that it is uh, not a conversation that needs to be had. They can ask me questions if they want to, but they don't want to. They never do. So I think it's about finding the way to navigate it that works for you, but also not asking for permission. I don't ask for anybody's permission to do what I want. Uh, I am that kind of girl. So if I want to do something, I will do it. I think it's good for my children, even though, for example, my son really doesn't believe in this. He thinks I've lost the plot and tells me that quite happily. Um, but equally, I think it's good for them to see me following my passions and seeing the things that light me up and being determined and the process that comes with mediumship. So I think it's really valuable and I wouldn't not do it uh, for anyone. So they'd better comply. And as for the people that don't believe, uh, I just, it doesn't offend me. Everyone's got to come to it when they're ready. And if they're not ready, they're not ready. There's nothing I can do about that. Okay, Val. Let me just read yours. I love your podcasts and find them really educating. Good. I attend a weekly circle and have been for a while now. I know these things can take time. Sometimes I feel maybe I'm not meant to connect. Then I get signs to say, don't give up. Maybe it's me not quite ready. I talk, manifest, etc. And so excited when I feel I receive anything, but don't get much. Am I too impatient? No, Val, you're not too impatient. Um, I think this is a really interesting thing about energy and expectation. So it's sometimes a difficult thing, especially depending on your teacher. And I don't want to offend any teachers or anyone that's working with you at the moment. But historically, uh, in my experience, teachers um, and people that run circles and things like that, they have this idea that it's going to take a long time. But actually, in my opinion, uh, spirit communication is available to everybody and it is available instantly to everybody. You don't need to be any different to how you are right now to communicate with spirit. And I think sometimes we have those ideas in our heads that um, it should take longer. And so we hold ourselves back. We almost cut ourselves off from spirit because we feel like we need to go through some sort of process. I know for a long time on my journey, I felt like I needed to be more spiritual, whatever the hell that means, before spirit would work with me. So I kept trying to sort of put on what my idea of a spiritual person was so that they would work with me. And I'm sure my guides were there the whole time gagging and going, what is she doing? We're here already. The other thing I will say to you, Val, is that spirit are incredibly subtle. So I've just shared on the podcast, which you may have heard, you may not have got around to them yet, my spirit stories. And this has been a really great reminder for me of when they had to jump through amazing hoops right at the beginning of my journey, because all of those stories are years old. I don't get that same strong presence from spirit that I used to. And so much of mediumship is communicating with something that feels very much like you could be making it up and learning to trust it. And that is really, really hard. So if I could give you any advice, Val, it would be keep practicing. Um, don't tell yourself it needs to take time. Spirit are with you. Uh, the spirit world is the place on earth. There is no separation. They are right beside you right now. I would suggest, Val, that you start practicing at home, which I know you can't validate, but is such a useful thing just to ask a practice spirit to come in and work with you and see what you can perceive and receive from them. Let them tell their story. Start opening up to 
different ways of working, asking different questions, because that will expand your ability to receive. Um, it's a really funny thing that we close ourselves off from spirit communication because we expect it to be bigger, stronger. And I can honestly say that when I walk out on stage and I'm doing mediumship, it feels like there's no one there with me. And I have to just trust that there is. And it is a baptism of fire every time I work, but I have built enough trust in spirit from practicing that I know that they're there. So practice is absolutely key. Um, and I really believe that you need to also be looking and building your power with spirit, building your blend with spirit. So I don't believe that we need to power up before we work. I believe that spirit bring the power as they come in with us. But if you can, at the beginning of your links, work very quickly with bullet point evidence as quickly as you possibly can. Do not allow yourself to have a gap. I was talking to my students about this last night. Don't allow yourself to have a pause. Don't allow yourself to have a gap. In doing that, you build more and more blend with the spirit. The more blend that you build, the more information you can get. So you just need to practice that blending. But they absolutely are there. And one last thing, Val, before I finish with you is just view it. This is how spirit got me to get out of my head with this. If you, God forbid, were to die tomorrow unexpectedly and you were to leave your loved ones and you were to watch them from the spirit world, if they were in a development circle or they went to see a medium, would you care how long that's, that medium has been working with the spirit world? Would you be pernickety about that medium, whether they're a good person, whether they're spiritual enough, enough, or would you just take every opportunity that you possibly can to communicate with your loved ones? I know what I would do. I would take ev any and every opportunity. And so if we think of it like that, we understand the spirit world are there. They're not limited in power or energy or time like we are. They are just there. So if they're just there, they're communicating and starting to believe in that will be your first step. I hope that that helps. Okay. Let's see. Oh, how do I know if my friend is at peace who is, has recently passed? I am so sorry about that. Kiara, Sierra, Oh, I'm so bad with names. I'm so sorry if I just ruined your name. <laughs> um, if it makes you feel better, people call me Heather all the time. It's just the way it is. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> people always get it wrong. So um, everybody that moves into the spirit world, in my experience, is fine straight away. Nobody gets stuck here. Nobody gets trapped here. There is no, nothing but love and light. And I know that sounds mega cheesy, but it's true. Uh, so the spirit world is here. We are in the spirit world. There is no separation. They're not going off up to heaven like I used to imagine it. They are right here. And it's actually the natural state for our souls to be in. Uh, we are in the unnatural state when we are in the physical. And so they just instantly move to their loved ones, instantly move into that space of wellness, wholeness, and happiness. And that is true even for people that go too soon. Um, who go in tragic circumstances or who are not ready to leave um, because it is so fantastic over there. So the only negativity or sadness that the spirit world feel is vicariously through us. They see our suffering. They feel our pain. They see us missing them, but they are fine. And so what you can do is you can ask your friend to give you a sign and you can be as specific with it as you like. Uh, I want to hear this song or I want to see this phrase or I want this number. And then just know that they will be doing everything they can to bring that sign to you and just keep your eyes out for it and wait for it to come. But I promise they will be fine. Phil, how can you tell if a spirit is trying to get your attention? 
It depends, Phil. So there's been two times in the last 13 years that I have worked with Spirit where they have really imposed upon me that they were trying to get my attention. I have to say, because the spirit world are fine, it's normally me wanting their attention rather than them wanting mine. Um, so both of the times when that spirit trot was trying to get uh, my attention and get me to communicate with their loved one and I wasn't actively trying to do it, um, it the, the atmosphere changed in the space that I was in. And I don't mean, oh, I got a breeze. I mean, it was like the whole world shifted. I was expecting things to start moving. It was like gravity no longer existed. So um, if they need you to do something for them, it will be inescapable. But your loved ones, your guides, your helpers are with you all the time. And sometimes they can just be wanting to let you know that they're there. And so just start asking. You can ask for signs, like I was just saying, or you could ask them to come in and see if you can feel that energy. It is very subtle, but the more that you do it, the more you get used to it, the more of a presence you can build. Hope that helps, Phil. Okay. Let's see. Sue, how important is eye contact with your sitter? As it's something I struggle with in everyday life and I find it really hard when practicing mediumship. I find it easier not to look at them as so any hint of negative feedback doesn't throw me off. Eye contact is not imperative. And actually, um, I will tell you this. If you come and ever see me live, I think you are coming, Sue, aren't you? Um, I won't know you're in the audience, which sounds like a nuts thing because there's the amount of contact that you need with sitters to bring their energy into a reading. Um, and then there is not wanting to slip into psychic or like you say, worrying about their micro expressions and whether they look like they're enjoying it, which can also be a quagmire in itself because most of us, when especially us Brits, if we're having a mega emotional experience when someone's communicating with somebody we love, we do have a tendency to look like we're experiencing rage, <laughs> deep, terrible rage or boredom. And it's normally just my, if I do my I'm trying not to cry face, people think I'm furious with them and it, I'm just trying not to cry. So I think that we can get too tied up in... Um, looking at people so when I am doing evidential mediumship I if I'm working on zoom um I would be turning to one side and then coming back to my sitter like that so enough to bring them in but enough to have that blend with the spirit world if I'm working with an audience I'll be looking over the audience which is why sometimes people who I know very well are there and then leave offended that I haven't acknowledged them and um I think that's kind of the balance but never ever shut your eyes because if you shut your eyes what happens is you you start to go into an almost meditative state so rather than the active energy of mediumship which should be active and buzzy and have an energy behind it you start to slow down because you're having this personal experience with you and the spirit and you're really immersing yourself in that, but perhaps too much. And uh, never shut your eyes. It's such a hard habit. I used to shut my eyes. It was really bloody hard to break once I'd started. So if you're at the beginning of your journey, just don't ever get into that habit. It's the best advice I can give you. If you're already doing it, you're going to have to break it. You will find it hard and your mediumship will feel like it's taken a step back before it recovers. That's how it is. Um so not necessarily eye contact, Sue, but involving them. And their voice for me is the most important thing. I see a lot of developing mediums who aren't confident in their mediumship talking so quickly because it's actually sometimes easier not to have a gap and let the sitter reply because there's a chance they might say no and you don't want to feel embarrassed. But it's really important to get those yeses and those noes as you go. So you know what you're doing is right. So if it's on Zoom or in person, I would just be off to the side and then turning back to them, checking it's right, going back to the spirit, checking it's right until that power is built. I hope that helps. Chris. Hi, Hannah. I had an out-of-body experience two nights ago. Oh, 
jealous. And it took me a whole day to fully recover. When you have an out-of-body experience, do you actually physically leave your body and enter the spirit world? I don't think you do fully. Um, I think you keep like a, in my head, it's always like an umbilical cord, a little cord. It's probably a very simplistic visualization of it that keeps you to your physical self. So you don't completely disconnect from your physical self. But that is a really high vibration that you've gone to, Chris, which is why it's taken you a little bit of time to adjust. It's funnily enough, exactly the same as if you ever go on like a spiritual retreat or a Reiki weekend or anything like that. You have this amazing high vibrational time with like minded people. And then it feels really hard to integrate back into life because life suddenly feels very heavy, very clunky. And you feel like a jigsaw puzzle piece that no longer fits where you did once. You popped out of the puzzle, you go back in, you don't fit anymore. And that's all perfectly normal. It does get uh, you do acclimatize to your new vibration. So what I th- I'm seeing has happened with you, Chris, is you've come back, but you are different now than how you were when you left. And because of that, it's going to take you a little while to adjust to who you are now. And so it's about finding out who you are now and trusting that and allowing it and being present for new Chris. So you can see what new Chris wants, likes, and is inspired by. I hope that that helps. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oops. Let's see. Is there meaning in the colours of orbs, Lynette, or is it due to our human perception? Good question, Lynette. Um, I think it's a bit of both. I always like a coloured orb personally because I just feel like it's less likely to be dust. You know how scientific I am with things, Lynette. I like to be, I like to be proved. I'm a skeptical medium. I think that's a good place to be. Uh, so if it's a coloured orb in a room full of dusty white orbs, then I'm like, oh hello. Uh, and different shapes. I don't necessarily think there's a meaning in the colour. I think there's a vibration in the colour. So you might be seeing it because of a different frequency. I hope that makes sense. Let me know if it doesn't. Let's see. Can you ever get bad news when you read someone as I feel like I have had some but reluctant to tell? Hi, JJ. Um, Yes and no. So I don't believe that spirit uh, would never tell you bad news. But I do believe they'll tell it to you in a really empowering way. So um, they're not like, I always say, they're not like Nelson from The Simpsons, where they come in and tell you something disastrous and then go, ha ha, and then leave again. And you're just there flailing, going, what happened? This is terrible. I think that um, they will tell you that maybe something's coming up, but they will give you the inspiration to keep going with it. And how it's going to help or what you need to do to navigate that time rather than just going shit's about to hit the fan good luck with that see you on the other side soldier they will give you something empowering beside it and 
with regards to things like people's deaths and illnesses and stuff like that, I I don't get that from spirits. Sometimes I pick that stuff up psychically, um, but I have to be honest and say I never share it. Um, I believe that if spirit ever want me to share it, they would tell me. It's happened to me once where I got I had to tell my friend that her mum was going to die, um, but it did come with a very empowering, amazing message beside it. But generally speaking, I can be aware of things picking that I'm picking up through my psychic experience that are not coming from the spirit world. And if it's not from the spirit world, then I have to look at whether it feels right to share it. And anything like that just doesn't for me. Okay. Vibes and jibes. Keep up your amazing work. Only just found your podcast. Yay. Uh, welcome. Thanks for coming. Glad you liked it. <laughs> Sue. Am I still writing a book? If so, how's it going? I'm, <laughs> I am Sue. In fact, I have finished my first book. Um, I am awaiting impatiently a meeting with a publisher and then hopefully... And if not, I'm going to self-publish. But um, I'm just waiting to see how that goes. And I feel very frustrated and not how I like to be at the moment because I'm in a holding pattern. And I don't want to be in a holding pattern. I want everything now. Uh, so I'm processing through that. But I'm actually, I've just started writing my second book. <laughs> so I haven't even got the first one done yet. Uh, but that's how it flows and how it goes. So yes, I am. Uh, first book is done. So fingers crossed. Send me some good vibes. Okay. Kirsty. Hi, Hannah. I have seen an actual angel, so have no choice but to believe they exist. What, if anything, have you seen or do you truly believe in that the majority of people, the population, do not? Oh, that's an interesting question, Kirsty. I like it. Um I've seen an actual angel, so I have no choice to believe they exist. I hear you. Um, Spirit Stories 2 on my podcast that came out this week, uh, I had a, a experience with Jesus, which I was really uncomfortable with because that was not my bag being so anti-religion. Um, and so uh, that was pretty mind-blowing to me. I think for me, the main thing that I see that people don't believe in is people's potential. It's why I love doing spiritual assessments so much. I love doing them because you are sitting in someone's potential and you are trying to get them to open up to it. And it's such a funny thing when you've got someone in front of you and you are you are perceiving this huge amount of energy and light around them. And they're like believing that it's here and you're trying to get them to see it here and you're trying to get it to them to see it there. And you're trying to get them to expand into it and they just don't believe in it. So that for me is one of the major ones um, is that we don't believe that we have a choice. We don't believe that we create our experience here. And I just wish more people understood how powerful they are because we all have have this ability. We all can communicate with spirit and we can all change our lives. We just don't believe that we can. And I wish that I could just get everybody to feel into that space, uh, even just for a day, because I think it would sort out the majority of problems. <laughs> and I really do, because people who aren't afraid that someone else is taking something from them because they can see their own potential are are happier they don't get in arguments online with strangers they're not there trolling people they're not there being abusive or horrible or disgusting um or any of those things that we see so much of because they're too busy in their own potential being inspired by themselves to experience all of the wonderment of this physical experience. So that is what I wish that people just could tune into just for a moment because it would change everybody's lives. And also the finite nature of life. Because 
I think people are so afraid of dying that they are forgetting to live. They are so afraid of, they can feel that impending time is running out, but then it's it's causing them to be stuck in it and still in it and not moving in it. And what they need to be is time is running out. So I'm going to be active. I'm going to be pushing forward. I'm going to be seeing what I can achieve rather than, oh, well, you know, I'm in my 40s now. There isn't much time left. So I'm just going to give up with my life, which so many people are subconsciously in that energy. I hope that that was a good enough answer for you. Um, and I love that you have seen an actual angel. That's so funny. Michelle. I've heard so much about loved ones that can't connect right after their transition. I found that to be untrue. I'd love your thoughts. Me too. Absolute hooey. <laughs> and, and I can tell you that I know that for a fact because... Um, my grandmother, the day that she died, she came through on a spirit board at a spirit board night when I wasn't even running the spirit board and gave her name. So I do know that spirit can come um, absolutely through straight away. And because time doesn't exist in the spirit world and that, you know, that's quantum physics, that's provable, but proven by scientists, we know that um, time doesn't exist for spirits. So they could come through straight away. I think that a lot of mediums say that because um, the spirit world will not do a spirit communication if it's going to damage the sitter. So you have to be in the right place in your healing journey, in your grief journey, in your loss journey to be able to receive a communication. And so they, they're not going to come through if it's going to hurt you. And so it's easier for a medium to say, your loved ones in the spirit world need six months to be able to acclimatize to the spirit world than to say to somebody, you're not ready to hear from them yet. And I think that's where that comes from in honesty. Um, I think it's a throwback to that. And we're just, yeah. So I don't find, I don't find any problem with that. They are instantly in the spirit world, instantly reunited, instantly healed and whole. Okay, let's see. Been on here a little time. Oh, Frank's full of joy. This is an example of what I'm talking about. I'm not on here to, to prove evidence, Frank. I'm not working in um, evidential mediumship right now. I'm doing a podcast answering mediumship questions. Have a nice day. Right. Let me just see. Rachel. I'm just starting my spiritual journey, just completed level one Reiki. I've been told I have the ability to connect to spirits. I'm really looking forward to it. Good. Excellent. I do believe, Rachel, that everybody has the ability to communicate with the spirit world. And um, Reiki will help you do that because of the healing energy that comes through. And you're coming on the mediumship retreat. Yay. Fantastic. Looking forward to that. Um, there's only five spaces left. I can't believe it for January. Craziness. Okay, let's see what we've got here. Can spirits contact through smells? Hang on. You told me how to say your name. Let me just look for it. <laughs> Kiera, was that it? Kira, Kira. I think it's Kira. Let me just get you. Can spirits contact through smells? Sounds random, but every so many months I get a strong smell and I could be anywhere, even at home, in the car, at work. Yes, they can. Um, and it's amazing, isn't it? And I think smells really are very evocative of um, memory. So for me, every now and again, and it's not just from the spirit world, it's in life, I can smell toast cooking and it really takes me back to my grandparents' house and being in their home and waking up and knowing that they are awake because they were really early risers and going downstairs to be with them. And it just is such an evocative memory for me that yeah. So smell is amazing. And I believe that spirit will communicate with you through 
every way possible. So that will be smell, it will be taste, it will be knowing, it will be words in your head, it will be uh, feelings, emotions. And the reason why they can do that is because they are sending you an energy. And so if you are open, you can receive that energy in any which way. Uh, So never limit yourself, any of you listening, never limit yourself to um, I only hear spirit this way or only feel spirit that way. Um, Be open to all of the wonderful ways that you can communicate with spirit. Good, good. Uh, Sharon, I hope I've answered your question straight away. Let's see. Nikki. Hi, Hannah. When you meet people for the first time, do you feel their loved ones come through to you without the person asking? No, I don't, Nikki. Um, I think that um, if you reach, they are always there because they are omnipresent, which means they are always with all of us. And if you reach out for them, you will always find them. But I do believe that um, you have to do that reaching, except for, like I said, in 13 years, it's happened twice where spirit have approached me. So it's always a funny thing to me because people always say, can you turn it off? Do you turn it off? And I'm like, well, I don't need to because I just don't turn it on. Um, so I I don't. I don't have it on all the time. It'd be incredibly tiring if I did. You have to go into an altered state to do mediumship. It wouldn't be maintainable to be in it all of the time. And so it's it's just a case of if somebody asks, then you will reach and you will will do it. But if they're not asking, then you're not on and you don't. And I used to have people say to me on the school run, you know, can you see anything around me? And I'd be like, well, no, I'm trying to pick up my children. So that's, you know, how it goes. But no, I I don't feel their loved ones at all. But I do feel people's energy, their own. And whether they're going to be my vibe or they need a bit of warming up or they're never going to be my vibe. And that's um, always interesting and fun too. Okay, let's just see. Doopy doopy doo. Joe has... A lot of dreams that come true. That is amazing. Phyllis, don't worry. I'm not doing readings tonight, but I, it's fine that you're commenting. And um, that's incredible that you that you have that, Joe. I hope my dreams don't come true because most of the time my dreams are faintly apocalyptic, if I'm honest. <laughs> I get a lot of dreams about alien invasions, and I mean a lot, um, where I'm trying to hide in my childhood home and I can see them coming to get us. So uh, I hope my dreams then are not um, premonitions because I don't want that and I really should start pickling and hiding stuff in my cellar just in case. Lisa says... I see flashes of electric blue most days, sometimes silver sparkles. What are these, please? How lovely. Um, I would assume that is spirit. So if you want, you can ask them who it is and see if you can get an answer from them. So it could be your guides. It could be your loved ones. Um, but it's it's part of your journey, Lisa, for you to be tuning in and, and finding out. I always get it like... Um, just out the corner of my eye and I go to look and there's nothing there but recently I've been able to see orbs going by much more clearly but I have been asking for more physical mediumship so it's very exciting so we all have our entire spirit team around us all the time and it's pretty amazing really it's pretty amazing oh look you're all being lovely about my book thank you Okay, Diane, how do I know if spirits are trying to make contact or am I losing my mind wanting to believe that it's not? I know, Diane, Um, because you know that if you were to go into spirit tomorrow, your loved ones that are here, you would be trying to let them know that you were okay and around. That's how you know, because you know what you would do if you were in spirit. So therefore, you know that your loved ones are doing the same. And the funny thing with mediumship is you almost have to have 
that willing suspension of disbelief just for a moment. Just allow yourself, Diane, the gift. I'm going to say moment, but I'm actually going to say a month. (laughs) It's quite a long moment, I'll admit. But for a month, just say to yourself, I'm going to believe everything that I get is from spirit. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is you say thank you for a feather that came off a dead pigeon. I mean, that is the worst thing that's going to happen. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to feel like your loved one is standing to the left of you and they're stood to the right. And you know what your loved ones will do? They will move. They will move to where you think they are because they love you. The spirit world are not there to catch us out or hurt us or or make us feel foolish. They're just there to love us. So absolutely. They will be letting you know that they are with you. So just open up to it and allow yourself to. This is what I did for a month. I just allowed myself to say thank you and yes, and I love you. And hi, Nana, it's great to see you. Hi, Auntie Jill, I miss you. And that kind of thing to my loved ones in the spirit world. And the more that I acknowledged it and said thank you for it and allowed it, the bigger it got, the more I received. And then I knew. Hope that helps. Oh, Wendy, I'm so glad that you um, enjoyed Spirit Stories 2 on the way to work. I mean, they weren't the most pretty Spirit Stories, were they? (laughs) But I had to share them because they were true. I loved it. Okay, let me just see. Oh, Phyllis, my biggest problem is me. I doubt myself. What if I'm saying the wrong thing to people? I get nervous. I know, Phyllis. And if it makes you feel any better, me too. And the funny thing about that is, it's such a problem. I still feel like that. And I'm saying that because I want you to know that it doesn't go anywhere. So I spent a long time, and I mean a long time, five years, waiting for that feeling to go so that I would know I was working with spirit and I would know that they wanted to work with me and I would know that I could do this. But all I actually did was held myself back from mediumship for five years. So that if you accept that that's part of it, it's there for everybody. We all feel like absolute idiots. I was going to say another word there, but you know what I mean. Fill in the blank. Um, If we accept that that's how it is, then don't let that stop you from doing it. Hope that helps. Ah, cigarette smoke. I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast, Mr. and Mrs. B. Ah, here's a good question. I just want to ask, when your guides speak to you, do you actually hear them in their voices or is your just your own voice in your own head? You just know it's them? Can you tell me which one it is? It is just my own voice in my own head. It is the same voice that tells me I look fat when I look in the mirror. It's the same voice that cusses when people are annoying me. It's the same voice that writes my shopping list. That's the problem. Um... But also it's more than that. When I, it's a knowing, there's pictures, there's colours, there's feelings. So don't just limit yourself to the voice. Allow yourself to receive it in lots of other ways. But one of the things that I always say at every demonstration that I do is that the spirit world do not have voice boxes. And it sounds obvious when you think about it, but we don't think about it. This is why we need them to communicate through um, electronic voice boxes and things like that, because they can't actually speak to us because they are no longer in a physical body. So you might hear the odd word or the odd thing. I I heard someone say, watch out externally in a different voice once when I was going around a corner and there was a tractor coming on the wrong side of the road. But that was an emergency situation. For general uh, communication, it's my own voice in my own head and um, it's frustrating. And so the only way that you know that it is spirit and not you is by the absolute torture of facing that fear Phyllis was just talking about and practicing on somebody else and accepting that sometimes you're going to get it wrong and sometimes you're going to get it right but that is how you learn to trust it and that is why all mediumship development plateaus when we are not willing to work with other people it's a problem okay 
Will I be opening for one-on-one readings soon? Uh, I'm not sure at the moment, Kel. It's, yeah, I'm not sure I'm in a holding pattern right now. And uh, we will see. Okay. Sue, do you ever sit in a cabinet for physical mediumship? No. (laughs) Uh, Now. Physical mediumship, we know, is um, there's less and less of it happening. And I think there's less and less of it happening because of the commitment involved. There aren't many people now that are willing to sit in a circle with no results for weeks and weeks and weeks and meet every week. And that's what you have to do if you want to do physical mediumship. You have to commit regularly and be willing to get no results for a long time. I've never sat in a cabinet. And the reason why is because I don't actually believe in cabinets. And because we know that this physical world is a construct. So why would we need to construct in the physical world a cabinet to work with the non-physical world? It's just a mental thing that makes us feel like it's more likely to happen and the belief is what you need. So I've done quite a lot of transfiguration work, which is where you can see people's faces change um, when spirits step forward and stuff like that. And I love doing that. Um, but I don't sit in a cabinet for it. I don't sit in a cabinet for trance. Um, I am slapdash and lazy and proud of it. <laughs> maybe if I was a better DIYer, I'd have a cabinet, but I don't. I could maybe sit in a plastic tub. <laughs> Would that have the same effect? <laughs> Let's see, Phyllis. Does empathetic energy and mediumship go hand in hand? I think so, actually. Um, I think that me to be a a medium you have to have a high level of empathetic energy and it's funny you should ask that Phyllis because it's really coming in with me at the moment um I actually find it I'm so empathic that I find it hard to function so we've just had a new roof done and it it leaked and uh, it really damaged one of the our bedrooms that had just been decorated and I had to complain to the roofers because they didn't cover it up properly so they were at fault and then they got a guy out to replace the ceiling and then they didn't replace the coving so then I had to speak to them about the coving and it made me so anxious because I knew that in asking them to do that I was going to have to sit in his annoyed angry wanting the money need energy to ask that for that and I really had a big reaction to it I had to really steal myself and put lots of boundaries in place to be able to do it and in fact I had to wait I knew that I wasn't ready to do it uh, when my husband first said like come on we need to get this sorted I had to wait until the following day just so I could get myself in a place where I was able to do it so I am not just empathetic I am like hyper and I think that is true for most of us mediums, that in this hyper awareness that you have to have to be able to do mediumship, which is available to everybody, you'll just need to develop your empathetic nature. If if you want to do it, you have to be in that space because the charge of all mediumship is the feeling. So you have to be open to feeling people's feelings and emotions from the spirit world, which means you also feel more of it in life. Let me see if there is any more questions. Okay. Michelle, is there a book I would recommend on mediumship? Well, hopefully (laughs) in 2024, my book will be out, (laughs) which is about how to communicate with the spirit world. (laughs) It's not a biography because that would be dull. Um, mediumship development I find for me personally has changed loads in uh, the last few years and so a lot of the stuff that has been written is kind of old school Um, I might think of one later I can think of lots of great books for development on the journey Ask Your Guides by Sonia Choquette um A Course in Miracles is really, really good. Just trying to think of one about mediumship specifically. But I can't think of one right now. Um, I'm sure there is one. 
Janet Novavec. Novavec. See, it's not just you, Kiera. Kiera. Kira, bloody hell. See, I'm so bad with names. Janet Nohavec or Novahek. I can't remember which Nahavava. Whichever one it is, she's got a book. I think that's quite good if I recall correctly. I hope that helps. Right. Stephanie, I smell cigarette smoke again. See, this is so funny, isn't it? Is there a particular reason I notice it? Ask spirit, Stephanie. Um It'll be, I expect, a spirit letting you know that they're around. It could be one of your guides and one of their calling cards. So just keep an eye out um, because it really is incredible. And I think smells one of the most amazing ones uh, just for spirit to let you know that they're there because it's so incredible, isn't it? Well, there we go. Thank you all so much for joining me and uh, getting involved tonight and asking your questions. And thank you again for all of your support. Um, I cannot believe that um, we have hit 150,000 downloads. I can't believe we're in the top 10 of the charts. It's just amazing. And if you don't listen to the podcast, I do really recommend it if you're spiritually developing because there are hundreds of episodes of spiritual development and uh, information for you there. So thanks all for getting involved and have a really lovely evening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.